This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me. We are at episode, what the heck are we at today? I think 108. Yeah, 108. This is incredible. I feel like every week just keeps going by. Um, a couple of life quick, 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 quick life updates. Uh, my teeth are doing really well. For those of you who know, I'm in aligners. I've been in aligners going on, I guess it'll be a, a full year in March. So I'm about like six weeks away from being in them for a full year. And so far, so good. I'm really loving it. My jaw no longer clicks. I no longer have a pain in my jaw that I didn't really realize I had until I got the aligners. I don't really feel like I clench or grind much anymore. But also keep in mind, I wear these, you know, pretty much 24-7 except when I'm eating. So yeah, that's going really well. Uh, My training's going incredibly well as well in addition to that. So that's fantastic. I don't have anything weird going on like I did last year with, you know, that soccer injury and things like that. Just some random, random stuff that I had going on, but none of that so far this year. And, you know, the Shred Strong program's going really well for me. I'm loving it. Uh, We're doing some sumo deadlifts right now just to get a little bit more glute and hamstring focus, I guess is a good word. Uh, We're starting to get a little bit more in the hip thrusting, Uh, you know, that type of arena, which just helps with the glutes and the hammies. Because let's be real, as cyclists, we have, generally speaking, very strong quads, which are the muscles in the front of your thighs, right? And all too often, I see athletes time and time again, especially cyclists, just neglecting their hamstring and glute strength. And I'm trying to put an end to that. So, once and for all, hopefully it'll hopefully it'll help. And and others in the Shred Strong program, I know that they're also experiencing some really great benefits from being in the program for the past few months, uh, especially if they start it in October or later, because it I make it to where it yeah sure it helps you on the bike right when it comes to springtime you should be ready to go right. But it's winter time. And I know even though I am not necessarily a winter sports athlete, like I don't ski, I don't snowboard or do anything like that. I'm not a big winter fan. Uh, I love the winter, but man, this winter has just been really hard because it's been quite cold and quite snowy. Um, But I will say that I do program to where it will be of benefit for those folks who are skiing and or snowboarding or just shredding in the snow. So I'm getting some feedback from folks who are doing a lot of backcountry skiing and they're just noticing time and time again that they're they're feeling so much stronger on their skis or their boards if they're doing split boarding. And I seriously, I couldn't be any happier for them. So kudos to them. I don't know what that's like because I don't do winter sports. I actually don't mind being on the bike year round, um, but I do pick up a little bit more like CrossFit in the winter months and things like that. So that being said, that's my quick little life de- update. For those of you uh, wondering, Milo's doing great. He's graying a little bit on his eyebrows a little bit more. He is still as derpy and lovable as possible, but he's doing great and he says hello because he's actually right near me right now. So <laughs> let's dive in today's topic. That was a quick two minute or three minute life update. So hopefully that was good. Um, all right. 
episode number 108, we're talking about two things that could be wrong with your goals. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this, fam, is because your goals are, of course, ever-evolving, but, you know, by the time that this episode drops, it's going to be uh, dropping, like, early February, right? Like, first week of February. By this time of year, if you've made a New Year's resolution or set some intentions or set some goals specifically for the new year, for 2023, for example, February is usually the time that you're falling off from getting in alignment or really getting consistent with those goals, okay? So I figured now is a good time to like, hey, let's just reset, press the reset button if you need it. If you don't, hey, high fives to you because you're making it happen. But if you do, now's a great time to evolve with your goals and just learn that you can shift things accordingly because your goals don't have to be so damn rigid. And that's actually something that I'm going to be talking about today. All right. So let me look at my notes here. I did them old school today. I actually just wrote them on a piece of paper. Um, God, I wish I could just like highlight and put up on my, on my computer, which I know I can, I can take a photo of it and, you know, put it on my computer, but I'm not going to do that today, fam. I'm not going to do that. All right. So there's a couple of parts here. Now, one of these two things that you might be doing wrong with your goals is going to have three parts to it, but let's dive into the first one. All right. So first thing that you could be doing wrong with your goals is that maybe your goals aren't in alignment with you and what you truly want to do. Are they your goals or are they goals that you think you should have? Are they goals like, for example, and that could be kind of confusing because you're like, Jen, dude, you know, like they're my goals. Like I made them. But here's the thing. I see all too often folks who are like, hey, I want to read like 60 books this year. Like I want to read more than a book a week just because they, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm a big reader, but I'll be honest, like I start to get sleepy after about 20 minutes of reading. <laughs> like I'm dozing off. All right. So I don't read very fast. I do speed read, but at night I don't speed read because that makes my, it activates my brain just too much right before bed. Okay. Um, hold on fam. I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, some texts from my partner who is okay at the store. Yeah. Great. Okay. Fantastic. Try that. Okay. Anyways, I have, so if you know me personally, and we will get back to the goals here in just a second, I'm going to diverge here. Um, <laughs> I always have my notifications hundred percent off. All right. Just no, just don't, I don't have notifications on. I don't need to know when people post on my Instagram thing or comment or message me, or I don't need to know when I get an email. I don't need to know when I get a text message. I mean, sure, that would be nice, but like, I don't need to know these things. If anything, like technology, I, I, I use it and I do love technology. Please don't, you know, mince my words here, but I have no notifications on, right? But I do have my screen up on my phone and it's facing me because I, I know, you know, she actually is going to the grocery store right now. And usually I'm the one that goes to the grocery store because I, fun fact about me, I love going to the grocery store. Okay. I, I know it's usually people's like bane of their existence and it usually, and it used to be mine as well. However, I've started to really over the last several years, just really start to enjoy going. You know, it's my time away from the computer. It's my time away from work. It's my time away from technology. It's my time away from just everyone while also being surrounded by a, you know, half the population of Denver at the Whole Foods that's downtown. So you can imagine it's a very busy grocery store, which it is. Um, but 
yeah, since I know that she's at the grocery store, I, I had my phone up and I was like, well, just in case she has any questions about the list that I sent her. So there you go. A little peek into my life here. Uh, so now, you know, I don't have any notifications on my phone and I'm the one that usually goes to the grocery store because I freaking love going to the grocery store. Uh, some days I don't, you know, on days that I'm busy. Sure. I'll, I'll admit I don't want to do it. And that's why she's there because today's a busy day. Uh, so let's go back. Okay. Goals. <laughs> you all are along for the ride in my life right now. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully you pass fast forwarded through that, but so are your goals, your goals, because if you do not resonate with your why for your goals, then you're not going to be in alignment with actually wanting to do the goals with, without, without wanting to do the thing for the goal. All right. Make sure that your goals are your goals. If you want to read 60 books a year, great, you know, do that, but make sure it's something that you want to do, not because it's a competition. You're not trying to, you know, beat out your best friend or your professor or someone maybe in your life who is a really big avid reader. It should be about you. It shouldn't be a comparison goal with someone else. So your goal needs to be centered around you and what really resonates with you. Like that is incredibly important. That is honestly something that I see usually going haywire for a lot of individuals who are not seeing success with their certain goals because they, they're, they're trying to chase goals that are someone else's goals. They're trying to chase something that is, you know, they think they should be doing. They think they should be 10 pounds less when they're actually at a great weight, but they're weight training. And so therefore they're building muscle and burning fat at the same time. So their weight's not really changing. So, you know, th- that's sometimes one of the reasons why I am not always hundred percent on board with, when it comes to weight goals, I am usually almost, I will say almost always on board with performance-based goals, however. So, you know, they are able to, you know, PR a certain lift. They're able to increase their back squat, increase their deadlift, whatever it is. They're able to ride a certain course quicker than they did last year. They're able to do intervals faster and feeling more powerful and with a greater wattage output. You know, these are just ideas on things that are performance based, things that have some sort of data point that has generated from that. And they're able to compare it to a previous. Uh, endeavor or previous attempt, right? So please, first and foremost, make sure that your goals are your goals and you have a solid why with that. I'm going to link in the show notes to a couple of episodes that I've done recently on seeking your why and goals and things like that in case you really want to dive a little bit further into this. And please know my, my podcast episodes, most of them are usually about 20 minutes or less. And especially, I already talk really fast. I mean, that's just the, the, you know, East coast, like background for me. Um, and I get excited when I record these podcast episodes. So I already talk fast. So you can even speed me up to like 1.2 times and really get through some of these podcast episodes, like at a more quicker pace. So just something to think about, and I will not take offense at you listening to me even faster. I cannot imagine that, but you do you. (laughs) All right. So the other thing, the second thing that could be wrong with your goals, we're already here at 11 minutes, uh, is that your goals need to align with three basic needs psychologically when it comes to your goals. 
All right. This is something I've learned in my, in my level two, like master health coaching recently, uh, in the past year. And I wanted to reiterate this because this is also something that, you know, James Clear and other individuals who do extensive research and writing on goals and managing goals really talk about. And that is that you need to have these three basic needs psychologically that are met. Okay. One, autonomy. Two, competence. Three, relatedness. I jotted some quick notes about each each of these, so so bear with me uh, here as I kind of break this down a little bit. But you need, ultimately, you need these three basic needs, not to sound redundant, but you need these met when you're chasing your goals and pursuing your habits. Your goals basically need to align with these basic needs, okay? And this makes your goals just feel more alignment in alignment with what you want. And it also adds a spark of positivity to your overall experience in chasing these goals and doing these daily habits. Okay. So the more positive reinforcement that you get with your goals, with having your goals in alignment with these psychological needs, then the more motivated you're going to be basically to do the goal and to do the daily habit. All right. So let's break it down. Three parts here. First thing, Autonomy. So autonomy, you know, hey, you hear me all the time. Life, it gets lifey and things change and evolve and life happens, right? Shift happens. (laughs) And you need to be like H2O. You need to be like water. You need to remain fluid. Don't be strict with your goals and daily habits, please. Know that things can evolve and things need to shift accordingly when things do pop up and things just get life, lifey, lifey, lifey. All right. This is actually something that my therapist and I have talked about recently with in terms of my own personal goal setting and things that I'm actually working on myself. She reminded me and we actually talked about these, these three things (laughs) that we need with goals. So, you know, shout out to Alexis here. Uh, She's the one that's guiding this podcast episode today. Um, But you know, it's, it's one thing that she, she made mention of, you know, Jen, Hey, if you're not able to do your meditation for X number of time, X number of minutes per day, great. Let's just get a freaking minute in. All right. Who does she sound like? She sounds like me, right? (laughs) But this is why I, even though I'm a coach and I know what I should quote unquote should be doing. I don't want to shut all over myself though. Um, but I know what I should be doing. I just need that reinforcement. You know, that's why I go to therapy. It helps with obviously my mental health, but it also helps me keep myself honest and keep myself progressing and continuing to, to chase the things that I want. So again, first thing, autonomy, things change, they evolve, but you should remain fluid, aim to remain fluid as things happen and come up. Great. You need you need to keep yourself autonomous. You need to keep, keep yourself able to do the thing that you're trying to do. So roll with it, flow with it, be like water. All right. Number two, competence. I almost couldn't read my handwriting there for a second. <laughs> oh God, y'all, y'all are bearing with me here today. All right. Competence is the second part here. That's the second little, you know, basic need that we have psychologically. And With competence, I want to go ahead and say that first, whatever you're chasing, whatever habit or daily habit you're doing to chase after that ultimate goal, it needs to be easy. You've heard me say this time and time again, but you you need to establish 
confidence in your ability to do the thing that you're setting out to do for your daily habit and your goals and things like that. All right. And as you build more competence, then, then increase the difficulty of the thing, of the habit, of the goal that you're chasing. Okay. So build competence first. How you can do that is thinking about things that you have more control over, things that are easier for you, you to do. Kind of like what I talked about earlier, my therapist saying, Hey Jen, you know, if you don't have a chance to sit down for 20 to 30 minutes for your daily meditation, great. Just try to do a minute, even just a minute of breath work. And, and it was really cute. Cause she's like, you know, do you know about breath work? And I'm like, of course, you know, I love breath work. So we actually uh, did a breath work meditation during our last session. So keep it simple. All right. Keep it simple. Um, and you know, I've had a lot of therapists over my life tell me that same fact. And I actually just got in touch with one of my first therapists from when I was 18 friends. So I am 43. She knew me when I was actually 17. I was 17. Um, and I reached out to her recently to long story short, to send a thank you email. Um, and sorry, I wasn't expecting to get a little emotional here, but she signed it. Keep it simple. And that was one thing that she always mentioned to me in every session of ours. Keep it simple. And she was funny, you know, and, and had a good sense of humor. Uh, but keep it simple, stupid <laughs> was what was what we would actually talk about was the kind of the kiss principle, if you've heard that. And it's very useful for individuals, you know, who, um, are empaths and things like that, which, you know, come on, obviously I'm an empath. I just got a little teary eyed thinking about my email with her, but keep it simple. And this is a common thread throughout my therapy and throughout the work that I've done as a health coach and the training that I've done, the extensive training that I've done over the years, it's keeping it simple. If you read atomic habits with James clear by James clear, rather, He mentions the same thing. Just keep it simple. But here's the other thing you have to do as you build that competence. Great. Increase the difficulty of the habit that you're doing. Okay, great. I'm I'm consistent with a minute of doing like quick breath work. Hey, let's maybe do like two or three minutes if I need to, you know, something like that. Keep, keep progressing the thing. That doesn't mean that I need to take that one minute meditation or breath work and make it an hour. (laughs) No, 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 no. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that I need to keep progressing week to week to week until I get to an hour is what I'm trying to say. No, just progress the habit to the point where it's really comfortable for you and it's just challenging enough for you, but yet you're still able to kind of control, uh, you know, when and how you do it. All right. All right. Last thing, the third little, uh, basic need that we need, not so little basic need that we need is relatedness relatedness. When you look at the word relatedness, it has, you know, relate. It has a word that stems with relationship, your partnership with other people, your, your relationship with other people, your connection with other people. Connection is such an important word for me this year and community as well. And for good reason, because, you know, a lot of us have kind of spent some more time alone over the past few years, um, just with the state of the world and things like that. And it helps to interact with other individuals, you know, maybe, maybe spread your wings a little bit and get more comfortable, have, you know, establish those friendships, 
more and more research is showing that we need to have some sort of relationship in our life. Like that is a part of our overall health and wellness is to have some close relationships in our life. Now with relatedness, when it comes to your habits is it's really a positive element to build your habits and your, your goals, like the habits that basically get to your goals, right? Those process goals that get to your ultimate big goal, right? Those are your habits. When you're doing your habits, try to incorporate other people with those habits. Great. If you want to work out, have a workout buddy. Even if it's not an in-person workout buddy, it's just someone you can kind of check in with, text, message, whatever. Hey, I did the thing. Sometimes people hire coaches to help them with that as well, you know, but hire a coach and expect to obviously invest in them and them, you know, commenting on workouts and things like that. Okay. Giving you feedback. All right. So you can hire a coach as well. I know a pretty good one. Um, but ultimately have a friend, have a partner, have someone that you can do the thing with, you know, maybe it's reading. If reading is a a habit of yours that you're working on right now, great. You're going to read with a friend, get to read with your partner at night before bed. You're going to get to an early bedtime with your partner. You're going to get buy-in basically from a person in your life who is important to you and they might even benefit from this habit as well. But relatedness is the idea, this, this need that you should do the thing with someone else. Have that community, have that connection, have that relatedness with someone, okay? So... Quick recap. First things first, the two things that are wrong with your goals. First one is that make sure that they're your goals. They're truly in alignment with what you want and they're not someone else's goals and that you can really resonate with your why. Again, I'm going to link in the show notes to another episode I've done about establishing your why. Then the second thing here is that your, your goals aren't in alignment with your basic needs psychologically which is autonomy, competence, and relatedness. All right. Autonomy, remain fluid. Just remember that competence, you're going to keep it simple, keep it easy, keep it manageable. Then increase the difficulty of the habit as you progress. Then the third thing, relatedness, find someone to do it with. All right. That's it, friends. That's, that's it. Uh, Hopefully this is helpful for you when it comes to your own habits, your own goals and chasing those said goals. Next week, I'm going to be talking about a zone two endurance Q&A. So I'm fielding some questions from folks on different media platforms. If you have any questions, speaking of which, if you do have any questions for zone two endurance, because I did uh, publish fairly comp- controversial, <laughs> controversial uh, episode. And what is interesting about that episode on zone two a couple of weeks ago that I published is that I've had doctors and I've had friends tell me and reach out to me, friends saying, Hey, my doctor has actually encouraged me, me to do this. Uh, so thanks for saying something or so on and so forth. Or my exercise physiologist, you know, at the, the hospital I work at, blah, 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 blah. They're having buy-in from other professionals in their life about doing zone two training. And what's really cool is they're seeing, you know, after listening to this episode, they're really seeing that, okay, maybe this is something that we should do. So if you have any questions about zone two training, please send me a DM in shift, you know, at Instagram shift human performance, or you can send me an email, Jen at shift whatever it is. Uh, and by the way, I spell my name J E N one N short and short and sweet like me. Um, but yeah, I will field a couple of more questions for this. Um, just for, uh, depending on what day this actually drops, 
I might be taking questions for like maybe a day or two after this episode drops on Monday the 6th of February. So I, I'll take in questions until maybe the 8th, just because I usually record episodes, you know, uh, later in the week. So if you have any questions, let me know. And then we're going to get back into some interviews and things like that later on in the month. For now, I hope you have a beautiful day. And if you are looking for someone for accountability and coaching, things like that, hey, my applications are open. Check the show notes for the links. I would love to work with you. And on that note, I'm going to send you off into the the blue yonder here and uh, go and chase your goals. All right. Make them happen. <laughs>